Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. This week, we're talking about how everyone is traveling again and the hellscape that that has become. Plus, we'll get Annie's approval on some of today's top headlines. And it wouldn't be an episode with just the two of us if Bryce didn't introduce yet another new segment. (laughs) You could say I'm less than thrilled. Buckle up, guys. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Talked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nobodies. Hi, guys. I did Uh, not know you were introducing another segment today. Oh, I know. I really flew under the radar with that one. Oh, God. No flight flight pun intended. I was going to say, does it have to do with traveling? No, but actually, now that I say that, it's almost like there's two new segments, but I... Oh, for Well, it's not a segment. It's not a segment. Did you name it? No, I didn't name it. Okay. I didn't name it. I did name the one that is in question that I'm that is actually so new. very, I'm very excited to see your reaction to that name and also what comes with it. So oh, without God. further ado, let's get into what is, what was your peak and what was your Valley this week, Annie? I feel like it's been so long since we've recorded just the two of us that I forgot I we did this segment. Um, <laughs> That's also an ongoing theme. You forgetting we do peaks and valleys. I, like, I don't know why I'm just like never prepared for it. Um, my peak is that we are one week away from the start of football. We are. We are. And you um, did your fantasy. I did, I did my fantasy draft. Um, and I'm just going to keep it right on theme here. And my fantasy drafted running back, J.K. Dobbins, towards ACL. So he's out now for the season. Which And didn't that happen to you last year? It Not did, running actually. Back, but... it, um, I want to say I had a couple injuries last year that really kicked off my season well. Um, uh, but in, this is just fantasy, so like, who cares for me? But that is so unfortunate for him. So that is my peak and valley. It's very, I'm very like football focused right now. I get you. Well, I was good. I texted you this and I told you this yesterday. I said, you, I did the most Bryce thing ever. Um, and you were like, oh my God, what is this? I was like, I'll tell you in the podcast. (laughs) Well, it's, it's not, like I said, it's not as if like something catastrophic, which is normally like a, an embarrassing, like catastrophic life altering event that was not this case but i was also um, just to be clear when you pull a bryce you think it's catastrophic and life-changing and no one else does i just want to okay I just right, so then, wait a minute. maybe this does fall into the category then because that is exactly i'm sure it does <laughs> so oh god um as I mentioned on our episode with the sporty girls, I'm doing fantasy for like ver- essentially the first time. And um, I was going to be in a league with my brother, Jack and some of other, my, my cousins and other family members. Well, turns out there were too many people in that. And they were like, Oh, 
<laughs> like I, I'm, my brother. There were actually too many, or that's. Just I don't know. I don't know. They okay. might have just told me that. But Jack said he goes, Bryce. I'm going to put you in this league because I already have a league with my friends, and I think you really should do it. You've talked about it. You wanted to do it. Whatever. Um, that was nice of him. I know, and so that was super nice of him. Well, then I get a text um, from my cousin. Ben, who is the commissioner of our league. And okay. he's like, you're like, thanks for joining my draft or whatever. So I'm just like going through this process. I register with the NFL. I'm all like, hey, you're in it. This. You're in I'm it. in it. I'm you're like, let's do it. this. Let's do this. And I am looking at the, like when the draft is. Oh God. And it's like 5 p.m., like 5 p.m. Eastern time. Or I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern time, meaning 5 p.m. Yeah. Pacific, and it's 4:44, and I'm like, um, what? Like, I was freaking out. I like called my brother. I was like going insane. I was like, I, I was started. I started googling like, okay, how do you do a fantasy draft? I looked up the sportyish girls, uh, like like their oh, suggestions. I'm like, God. oh my god, I'm freaking out. I'm like, uh, and then it's like. 455 but my brother didn't answer i'm like god damn it and i like almost threw my phone across the room and i was freaking out and then i and then he then he calls me back while i was at work i couldn't answer it and i was like oh my god like i'm just i'm so screwed like there's no way i just like i have no idea what i'm even doing the, there's no point in this spiraling out of control finally i go back i'm like okay just like get ready for it because it's now like 459 and i'm like okay i just gotta do this and get on it the draft is on september 6th I was waiting. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like on Labor Day. <laughs> and so Jack is like, what? He's like, I can help you. And he was like on like getting on my level. And I was like, no, it's on September 6th. So that was pretty Bryce. That was, that, a, pretty, that was a quintessential Bryce actually, move. Yeah, that's a perfect example uh -huh. of a Bryce move. I told you, at least I'm becoming more self-aware. Let's just put it that also, way. Also, just so you know, you can always put it on auto draft. That's like what he you said. You can't do it. And it just drafts like the most eligible next player. Okay. That's good yeah. to know. That's good yeah. to know. But I did not know that either. So, um, oh God, but, you are but, just, in but to be trade. honest, that wasn't even my Valley. So that was just a side note. Um, <laughs> my peak though, let's start on a positive. I actually have a couple peaks. Um, one is that, uh, this week I'll be celebrating 11 years living in Los Angeles. Well, I mean, has it me, already no. been a year that we hiked up to the Hollywood sign? For yes. And you took my picture. Yes. Annie, I mean, God, nothing, I was a much nicer person in 2020. I know, but Annie, nothing will be, you know, I did, I, I got a photo. You'll see it. I'll post it tomorrow. Or I mean, oh, um, you know, I'll post it. Not tomorrow. I mean, I guess, yeah, tomorrow. What I, is, is it September 1st? Is that like your September 1st? Yeah. Is when I moved out here. That is 11. I didn't realize you That's, were out here for five years longer than I have been. Yeah, that seems crazy too. But yeah, I was, uh, I've been up, I've been here since 2010. And, um, but yeah, I mean, nothing will beat the photo that we took last year. Like nothing will beat it. That was like a phenomenal, it was a phenomenal photo. It was just yeah. like perfect. Everything, like I got so many comments on that. Um, Good. So it, nothing will beat that, but, and plus it's like 11, who cares? But it's just weird that, that it's been that long. Wow, since that's got crazy. Here. Yeah, and what do I have to show for it? Anyway, no, also, I'm just your kidding. birthday is coming up. Yeah, the, my birthday is this month. You're um, going to be 38? Yeah, no, I th I'm 47 actually. Yeah. Uh, 
Just you're getting so much closer to meeting your soulmate. I know. Speaking of that, though, another peak is that I got Botox this week, which was great. Uh, I it know. In. I didn't mean to rub it in your face, but uh, not quite literally. Um, but I, uh, I wanted to take out the stigma that men get Botox because why are we? Why? Why is that? I'm a th- why? so jealous. <sighs> I'm just saying that any guys who want to get Botox, it doesn't mean it, like that's it's preventative. It you should get it. <laughs> like if yeah. you, it doesn't. I, it doesn't we hurt all anything. know I'm a big proponent of doing whatever makes you feel good. Yeah, and I think that that made me. I think it's just becoming a little bit more universal. So anyway, that was my peak, my valley or peaks. I guess you could consider the fantasy draft panic attack. Um, a valley, yeah. but more so of a valley is what you're also going to love is me and my office behavior. Um, <laughs> oh God, I like, I honestly, I work with you in the sense of like doing this podcast completely virtually. And there are days where I have to put my phone down and walk away. So I cannot imagine if you were in a cubicle next to me. Okay, well, I have been at my new office for a little over a week, and um, I have like I I feel like I've gone, you know, after the pandemic, you would think that I would maybe find like I was already bringing like a bunch of food and things to like make and like destroy a kitchen, a communal kitchen with, and I you think that I would that that this would like alleviate that and make me not want to do that. Well, it's only enhanced it because. I have already brought a blender with me to make my fire in the hole. You're kidding me. You're kidding. Bryce, that is not okay. I also have to carry, I carry the largest tote bag known to man to transport all of my crap. Like I bring my blender, a sal- salad mixes, like a bunch of crap to make salads, snacks. And despite uh, bringing my entire refrigerator to the office, I barely eat anything because I'm so busy and there's not a time on the, so there's no time in the day. It seems like, so when I do eat, I finally, when I finally like gobble something up, I it's like watching a gorilla eat at the zoo. Like I'm just I, like shoveling it in my mouth. And I just. I'm still not over that you're taking your blender. <laughs> They're lucky to have me. They're very lucky to Has have Has anyone me. been like, shut the fuck up when you blend your fire in the hole? Sh- okay. So I shut all the doors. I do have, a, I do, I am like sitting in my own office. So like the walls are paper thin, but. I bring the blender into my office. Everyone hates you. Everyone hates you. They're not going to say it to your face. They hate you. There's nothing more annoying, especially when people are taking phone calls or working on stuff. There's nothing more annoying than the sound of a blender. Okay. It's only on for like 30 seconds, like 10 seconds. Still like I have done, like I have been on the phone and someone turns on a blender with, on the, like with the person I'm on the phone with, will turn on the blender instantly pissed instantly i'm like no 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 just so disrespectful (laughs) oh my god i've got to stop doing this then you have to stop doing that make your smoothies ahead of time i know but then they get all gross and stuff well no you just well yeah you put like 42 scoops of protein powder (laughs) in so they get like slimy 
You're just a, that is so messed up. I would hate to be your coworker. <laughs> oh my god, I knew oh you were gonna god. love that. Oh my god. Okay. Moving on. It is now time for a Peloton in 60 seconds, the segment in which I start a timer on my phone and we discuss all things Peloton for just one minute. This is another minute. this is another segment that I always forget about. Ready, set. Go. I have two things. One, my parents got a Peloton. No way! Woohoo! I was just um, actually, randomly, I was just thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if they have a Peloton because I was like, I should get, I, my parents should get one. They just oh ordered God. one this week. The price dropped $400. Whoa. Yeah. So now the regular bike is $14.95 for anyone that's been on the edge of getting one. Okay. Well, Jane needs to know that because she would, she loves a bargain. She loves a bargain. My yeah. second thing is that I am four rides away from my 350th ride. 350? Yeah. Holy shit. Congrats. And I'm coming up. I, the end of this, the end of September is one year since I got it. It's been a year. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot. I did take the ride that you suggested, the Just King yeah. Tabata. Did you like it? That was hard as I hell. Know. I know. That was so sneaky hard. Like I was just, I was dying by the end of it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. so good. And this has been Peloton in 60 Seconds. All right. Yeah, that ride was phenomenal. That was really good. All right. Uh, with all of our respective travels between the two of us as of late, as well as all the stories surrounding flight travel we've talked about on this podcast, I thought it would be fun, maybe not fun is the wrong word, to hear about our experiences on our recent flights. Annie, I know you had a humdinger of I mean, experience. So let's hear it. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go no, first? No, I want definitely want you to go first. I was going to be flying from Omaha to North Carolina for a planned trip. And I am an incredible travel agent. And so I made it. So T was flying from. Can I just, can I just pause right there? Because sure. I want to emphasize your travel agent skills okay. because we had a, we had a friend we were in a group text with some friends uh -huh. and they were stuck somewhere yes. i don't remember they were stuck somewhere and with they were like oh our flight is being rerouted delayed whatever we can't get out of here we can't get home until xyz time <laughs> and you were like here's a flight out of here it was in a mere <laughs> matter of 30 seconds like i don't think they had even hit send before you had already found the flight <laughs> screenshotted it and sent it to them like here's the flight information i'm like did you, what in the i mean who are you just like on this United I, flight? Like, no, so I just am really good you at are Expedia.com. I basically am. I like because I, I used to have to travel so much for my old job. And so, like, that's how it was. Like, I just had to like be ready to go. This it happened with my boss when he was with me last week, too. He his flight got canceled. And he goes, oh, my God, they just canceled my flight. And I was like, within 30 seconds, I was like, you can go out of Burbank at 3.30. Like, oh it was like so – I just, like, have all the apps on my phone, so it takes me, like, no time at all. Um, but I had arranged it so that we were going to meet, like, on our layover in Dallas and take the second leg together. Okay. So that was the plan. 
I fly out of Omaha. Wait, you and T? Yeah, we were going to okay. like, he okay. was coming from California. Okay. So we we're going to meet in Dallas. <sighs> Omaha to Dallas is two hours. Like it's a very short flight. And we are on the final descent into Dallas and the captain comes over the loudspeaker or whatever it's called, the intercom. And is like, we, Hey guys, there's some weather in Dallas. So they're going to reroute us right now. They've shut down the airport. Nobody can come in or out. So they're going to reroute us to Austin. And then we will be there like until they open up and then we'll come back. So like everything's going to be delayed a little bit, but as of now, there are no threats to any connections. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm on the plane and I text T and I'm like, Hey, just so you know, we're being rerouted. I'm going to be a little bit late. Um, and he said, Oh, so are we. So they were being rerouted because the other thing is we were going to land in Dallas five minutes up, like apart from each other. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And so like, I like the same, like next door gates, like it was arranged perfectly. Oh my gosh. Not that flawless, I had, any, flawless, not that flawless. I had any control Seriously. over that part. That never happens. No, exactly. So he's like, Oh, we're being rerouted to San Antonio. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, obviously we're both in the same boat. Like I'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce. Oh no. So we get to Austin. Everything's fine. We're sitting on the runway and they're like, okay, guys, we're going to have you like in and out of here as fast as we can. So we're, we don't even go to the gate. Like they literally thought we were just going to be able to like take right back off. So we sit on the ground for like maybe 45 minutes and they're like, okay, we've been cleared for takeoff to Dallas. And everybody's like, okay, great. Everyone is maintaining a sense of humor at this point. It's like all good. We are next up in line to take off and they've shut the airport down again. <laughs> <laughs> So they're like, sorry, guys. Dallas or it doesn't matter. Dallas did. Like Dallas Dallas stopped. Okay. So yeah, Dallas stopped like taking flights. Yeah. (laughs) Receiving. Receiving. They just (laughs) shut it off. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So at this point, at this point, I've been on this plane for like three and a half hours. And I still have like 45 minutes to get back to Dallas. So they shut it down. It's like, okay, whatever. And then the guy comes over the speaker and he's like, great news. Dallas is back open. Bad news. We need to go get gas. <laughs> so they turn us around and they take us to wherever they fill up the planes. We're sitting there for about an hour and a half, like waiting to get gas, thinking we're getting gas this whole time because they won't, they obviously won't let us off the plane. At this point, it's been like close to six hours. And for those listening that don't know, I, at this point was like six and a half months pregnant. And it's really bad for someone that's that pregnant to just sit like, because Mm -hmm. there's a high risk for blood clots and all of that. The flight attendants would not let us stand up. Um, We weren't allowed to walk around. We weren't allowed to like do anything. They also, in this entire ordeal, gave us water one time, no food. So oh my God. finally, we're sitting there waiting for gas for an hour and a half. The captain comes over the thing and he's like, you guys, we're next up. We're getting gas. That's when people were like, what the hell have we been doing for the last 
hour and a half. Sitting- he is he is an optimist bully, this guy. He's no, he I mean, he's honestly lucky to be alive. <laughs> so <laughs> why in the fucking I mean, why Hold is on. there so much it gas? Gets price. It gets worse. Oh no. So we finally get gas. We make our way back to the runway, and he's like, Team, we've been cleared for takeoff. Everybody's cheering. Okay. Third time. Third time he said third, this. Third time in Austin. At this point, I'm like, there's just no, like, T at this point has made it to Dallas, okay, from San Antonio. Okay. (laughs) He's like, team, we've been cleared for takeoff. Everybody's applauding. Like, everyone's just so jazzed. Because we've been on this plane for, like, six and a half hours or so. You hear the the engines go up. We're about to take off. (laughs) And the captain goes, guys. The hits just keep on going. (laughs) And I was like, I looked at this point, I was like close to tears because I was, I just wanted to get off the plane. I was so sick of it. And he goes, this flight crew has reached their FAA limits. And so we need to go back to the gate. Oh my God. Until we find a new crew. I'm going to throw my computer. I, Bryce, I was like, I looked at the the one thing I, here's the one thing I will say. Everyone was so like all of the passengers were so kind to each other. Cause a lot of times in that moment, people start to get heated and people get pissed and like people are rude. And especially now with all this shit where everyone's like tackling and fondling flight attendants. Right. Not only that, but like people around me were like on their way to weddings and funerals and like, that they were just going to miss. So it's like, but at the same time, everyone was so kind to each other. The flight attendants weren't that great. Like at one point I stood up to walk. So we get back to the gate. They won't let us off the plane still. Keep in mind, we're going on like eight hours of like one of those tiny Dasani water bottles and like no food. So I finally, I'm like, I listen, I need to, I look at the, everyone around me was like in their fifties and sixties. And I was like, I need to like get up and walk. And I think they were kind of like, what? Because I don't think anyone realized with me sitting there that I was pregnant. Yeah. And so they were like, well, are you okay? Like, do you feel? And I was like, well, I'm just pregnant. So I like, I just need to walk. And immediately these people like jumped into action. One woman dug a spare water bottle out of her bag and was like, you need this more than I do. Another woman gave me some crackers that she had in her bag that were like unopened. This big guy was like, everybody clear the aisle, clear. She needs to walk. Like everybody just like rallied around me. And it was, it was amazing. Honestly, I was like, okay, this gives me humans of Delta humans or humans of United. It was a Southwest. Oh, Southwest. Um, Even better. Yeah. But I was like, like, that was the one thing I'll give them. We sat at the gate for another hour and a half. Before they found a flight crew. And the thing is, like, everything that could go wrong went wrong, Mm -hmm. right? So, finally, they get us a new flight crew. We get on, like, we get on the runway. We take off. What time is this now? So, I was supposed to get... I was supposed to get to Dallas at noon. And I got to Dallas at... 8 30 p.m. <laughs> and I had not been off of that plane since I boarded in Omaha. I uh, 
Yeah. So, no. <laughs> so all I this happens. Been committed. I would have been committed. The only positive is that T was in Dallas. He was able to get me some food. Thank God, because I was like really dragging. And but I literally got off the plane and walked straight to the gate. Our flight to Raleigh was supposed to take off at two, and it continued to get delayed. And I made that flight. <laughs> So yes. we were supposed to get to Raleigh at 4.45 p.m. We got there at like 12.30 midnight. That is so insane. It was hands down like the worst travel experience I've ever had in my life. I'm sorry. I have to eat a fry. No, yeah. Please do. I, I, I want to just quickly – first of all, I'm so sorry. That is so profoundly awful. It was Unbelievable. Um, speaking of um, awful flights, <clears throat> that's really not a joke. But um, I started watching, and I was going to, I've been meaning to, well, I've, it's been one day. I started watching, let me go back. Blah! Speaking of awful flights, that's not a joke. I started watching the National Geographic's documentary called 9 11 One Day in America. Okay, that's it, not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But it was, it, first of all, I've only watched the first episode. It's coming out. It's all coming out before September 11th. I think there's six episodes. Oh, it's, cool. It's like terrifying. Like it's, it's, I love scary movies and I don't typically get scared because I'm such a snob and a nerd, that, a film nerd that I can kind of spot when things are going to like pop out. So I don't really get scared as much anymore. I still do. Like Hereditary, if you guys have ever seen that. If you want to be scared, go watch that movie. And the main character's name is Annie. I've told you this. It's horrifying. Horrifying. Don't ever watch it. But this is like, it is so gripping that I'm like, I mean, it's. Well, that was the first like major historic event in our lifetime that you will remember. Yeah. I mean, that's what people were saying. It's like, you'll always remember where you're going to be. And the people that are people that say that it's an inside job, like that is so fucked. Like if that, like for like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm combating conspiracy theories. I'm not trying to perpetuate them, but holy shit. If that were true, that would be so the most fucked up thing. Where do Ever. people watch this? Because I want to watch. It's on Hulu. So it's on Hulu. They come, okay. The episode comes out. The first episode is out. I believe that two or three might be out by the time our podcast airs. But okay. um, also just a shout out, first responders do not get enough credit. Like no. they, they, it, it, I did take an edible before I watched this, but. And okay, so well, maybe that also edible. might be part of your problem. It could be, but it may be the edible talking, but like, can you imagine calling like, Someone and being like, I need help. Like, this is what this is the whole thing that we were talking about all last summer with Black Lives Matter and Mm -hmm. everything, and like the police, but also everything else, you know, the firefighters and stuff. Can you imagine calling someone and being like, I need help? And then being like, "Mm, no, no, thanks. I'm like, hang up the phone or some shit. Like, Like, that's what's that's what's so crazy. Like, these firefighters are so they're like, these people are calling on the phone from like the hundredth story of the building and are like, They're like, we need help. We need help. They're like, we're coming right now. I mean, they're risking their lives all. It's just like, it's so unreal. Like it really does. It, that's what, that's what it was. And again, it could be the edible, edible, but it really seemed unreal to be honest. Okay. I'm going to watch this because. Yeah, it's good. I mean, just be prepared. It's like, it, it's like jarring. Like it's just 
the footage that they got is also, I know that you love, you don't give a fuck about the script, I know, but the no, footage but I do, that they get. I do love like real life stuff like that. Like I love even in movies when they like go show real footage from like way back. Yeah, no, for sure. It's so good. Okay, you should I'm definitely watch. watch. I'm going to watch. Okay, let me, let me just pee really fast. <laughs> This episode of The Nobodies is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com. Annie, you know that there's a season upon us, and that season is pilot season. You know, when uh, the, all the new shows in the fall come out and everybody watches them and, you know, the ratings and everything come out. It's just the most exciting time. Do you purposely try to be as unrelatable as possible? <laughs> no, but is that is that is that I mean, that's that's the season that we're talking about, right? No. Okay. And also, are you spelling? How are you spelling season? S Z N, obviously. Okay. Obviously. No, that's not the season we're upon. Football season. Oh. Yes. I've only been preparing since February. Do you have your gear yet? Um, I ordered another shirt from the NFL store. So who even knows if that will come or if it will be intact or maybe damaged like the last one. Exactly. So that was really stupid on your part. EmilyRoggenberg.com has all of the game day gear that you need, especially if you're cheering on our brownies this year. Emily's designs combine fan wear and chic neutrals to make you feel stylish while still supporting the team. So everybody head over to emilyroggenberg.com and use the code NOBODY for 25% off. That's emilyroggenberg.com, code NOBODY for 25% off. And now back to the show. Also, I have gone and seen a couple movies. Um, well, yeah, you saw the Matt Damon movie. Highly recommend. Yeah. I saw the Aretha Franklin movie. Mm. I've seen that twice actually now. Um, highly recommend. How good is that? It's really good. Jennifer Hudson needs to win an she Oscar. She's going to win an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, and Forrest Whitaker needs to be nominated for an Oscar as well. He is unbelievable. <clears throat> um, who was the other one I saw? Oh, we went and saw Candyman. Okay. So Naya Diacosta is the first black female director to debut atop the U.S. box office. That is so awesome. And like, also so insane that it's taken this long. Well, yeah, I know. However, I mean, we're going to celebrate it. I am actually really surprised that Ava DuVernay was not the I am shocked that you went to see that movie. So, <laughs> so am I. I did not want to. Um, we wanted to see a movie. T's been wanting to see it. And I am actually a huge Jordan Peele fan. Yeah. Like, I think everything he does is amazing. And I had never seen the original Candyman because I don't like scary movies. That's what I was going to ask if you'd seen that one. I hadn't. So I didn't have a lot to, like, base it off of, obviously. I knew the general premise of the movie, but I don't. I can't compare it. Mm -hmm. What I will say is that... It has a very Jordan Peele feel to it. So it's a little more psychological. Um, maybe not so much psychological as much as like deeper meanings. Oh yeah, I mean like parallels between. Yeah, parallels yeah. between like real life. They talk a lot about gentrification. Nice. Um, I just think he does such an amazing job of like tackling very polarizing well, topics. 
Yes. In a way that makes people of the majority think really hard about what they're doing. The original Candyman story. I mean, it's so um, surface, like the whole yeah. surface level of him being a slave and like falling in love with a white girl. And it was like this whole thing. And it's like the lynching of the, the mobs. And he's like on this revenge thing, but there's nothing beyond that where it's like, okay. I mean, which is a compelling story and a good, like airy, like good, like slasher sort of horror film genre. I mean, that's like kind right. of a lot of this is like that, like someone is wronged and it's like revenge or whatever, but this I can totally see where Jordan Peele could really dig his heels into something that is so that could be so much more meaningful and so much more deep, so yeah. much deeper. I mean, I love when horror movies incorporate the people that, you know, like I love any story. It's like, I like fall right into that bullshit where like everybody is, you know, you get into the idea of, um, or like the people coming back to play characters or like revisiting right. characters or like whatever in movies. That's like my favorite thing ever. So I think well, it was, let, me a good know, job. let me know what you think of it. Yeah. I really, um, again, I have nothing to compare it to like, cause I haven't seen the original. I'm, so yeah. I don't know if they're that similar. I'm sure it's, I'm sure they did a good job of explaining like all of that. Anyway, it's nothing that the first ones scared the bejesus out of me and that really? was they were so scary to me because it was just so messed up like the whole thing the hook with the yeah. hand you get like the kills were just like the people surrounding him were also just awful like i mean yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't well, like they were good people that. yeah you know it wasn't like they were good people but most of the time like when i would in my little like adolescent tiny brain when i would like sneak and watch these horror movies that my parents thought that i should go to therapy for i would um, but you probably uh, there was, have. <laughs> yeah, there was always a heroine, there were a, a heroine or uh, like a hero in any of these stories, like with the, someone that you're rooting for. Candyman, like you really didn't like anybody, I remember. And so I was like, God, this yeah. is really messed up. Like, so anyway, um, go see it and then we'll do like more of a deep dive analysis. Okay, yeah, good. All right. Now it's time for yet another new segment that I'm calling Nebraska News or Nebraska News. <laughs> You're going to hate that when you listen back to edit it. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. Um, so there's a lot of shit coming out of our home state. So fasten your safety belts. Let's start with the Nebraska Cornhusker football team losing their season opener to Illinois and fans are calling for head coach Scott Frost's firing. If you aren't familiar with Frost, he is a former star Nebraska quarterback who became a coach and was courted by the university to take over the team a few years back. At the time, everyone thought he would be the savior to bring the Cornhuskers back to their glory days of national championship winning 90s. But that has quickly turned to calls for his head on a spike. Not only is he under investigation by the NCAA for his alleged illegal use of analysts during practices and practice games, but Frost has only won 12 out of 33 games during his tenure as coach, which wow. is not great. That's not very good. Also not great is Frost's alleged extramarital affair with a bartendress who he allegedly got pregnant and his wife found out and left him. Rumor has it that Frost's wife has taken the kids to Florida, stemming from an incident at the bar Gate 25. According to a Reddit user, Frost and his 
coaching staff would gather frequently at gate 25, supposedly after every home game, win or lose. One of the coaches has an apartment above the bar and several of the women had been seen going in and out with the coaches, Frost being one of them. The bartenders in question is apparently the hottest girl working there. Furthermore, it is alleged that there were hookers present on many of the coaching trips. So Annie, what do you think about this? This is just such a disappointment because I, I think I remember when Scott Frost played um, and he was like such a hero in the state mm-hmm. and now it's coming. He, like, he's just a really shitty person <laughs> and that sucks. Like it just it does suck. I just feel for his, cause they have kids. Yeah. I obviously feel kids, for I his believe. wife and their two kids. I also don't think as disgusting as this alleged behavior seems mm-hmm. to be, I do not think that he should be fired for allegedly cheating on his wife. I don't think I he should be, agree with that. I think that he should be fired for losing. <laughs> but I agree with that. However, if he gets let go or out uh-huh. of his contract for whatever reason, he gets a $20 million buyout because he is contracted through 2026. And the problem with that is, is that I think they're still paying two other coaches. So where is Nebraska getting all this money? And why haven't they given any to me? Well, I agree. It's probably because I won't answer the alumni group's phone calls. (laughs) I think that's why I don't get any of it. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing. This is his third or fourth season. I think it's his third one thing that I feel like new head coaches always have to be given, especially in college, the benefit of the doubt on is the recruits because yes. he's still stuck with the people that Mike Riley recruited. Right. Who was a garbage recruiter. Exactly. In- That's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make. Scott Frost had an incredibly successful career at central Florida. So I have no doubt that he's capable as a coach, but I think he's getting really distracted (laughs) for lack of a better phrase, (laughs) like allegedly getting someone pregnant outside of your marriage right before football season would be like frowned upon (laughs) at the very least. (laughs) So I agree. I don't think that someone should be fired for something that is occurring in their personal life. Because someone can, someone can be a shitty person and still be good at their job. Yeah. And so also, we I don't think, know what's going on in their marriage. I mean, we don't know. Right. Like, yes, it's this is alleged, and that, but maybe their marriage has been over. I don't. I mean, we just don't know. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what goes on behind closed doors. Not that I'm trying to give Scott Frost a pass. Because here's the thing: this is all going to get swept under the rug. You can't find any of this. This is on like Reddit, and those those posts are right. being deleted like wildfire. Like they're trying mm-hmm. to squash whatever rumor this is, as mu- as quickly as possible. All right, now for something lighter to end. Let's yes. quick, it's quickly time for Annie's approval, the segment in which we get Annie's unedited opinion on the headlines at large. I've got two Annie's approvals for you. All right, okay, so the I'm first ready. one is, Sarah Paulson comes under fire for wearing a fat suit in the upcoming impeachment American crime story. Sarah Paulson Hello. says she has regrets about wearing, a, about wearing padding to prepare... Sarah Paulson says she has regrets about wearing padding to portray Linda Tripp 
an impeachment American crime story. The actress told the Los Angeles Times that she wonders if she should have said no to the part after facing backlash for the padding. She says, it's very hard for me to talk about this without feeling like I'm making excuses. There's a lot of controversy around actors and fat suits, and I think that controversy is a legitimate one. I think fat phobia is real. I think to pretend otherwise causes further harm. And it's very important conversations to be had. Paulson, who also gained 30 pounds for the role and serves as an executive producer on impeachment, says that playing Linda Tripp was the challenge of a lifetime and that she'd like to believe she was right for the part. So, Annie, I just want to know if you approve of her, of the backlash, let's say. Do you approve of the backlash that she's getting for this? I have an interesting, let me just say what I think about this, which is, may not be the most best opinion, but. Okay. I am just, so she's playing this character who's a real life person. She gained 30 pounds. Uh-huh. she is also wearing like prosthetics. I, I just, I'm wondering where the line gets drawn. I believe too, that like we should give people, if people, it's like when there's a, if there's a gay role or a transgender role or something, we should be going out. We <laughs> Hollywood should be going out to those types of people like that have the background in it. I, I think that that is fully, a, that is great. And that should be happening. But at the same time, where does the line get drawn? She's wearing prosthetics. Like she can't look like Linda Tripp just being Sarah Paulson. Like she's never going to. So I'm just curious, like she's already gained weight for the role. This was just for more padding. I feel like it's different than when someone wears a fat suit that's thin. Anyway, that's my sort of take. I'm like, where do we draw the line? Because it's not like she just wore a fat suit the whole time and was like, I refuse to gain weight. Like it wasn't like that. And maybe, or maybe it was, I guess we don't know. Well, she, 30 pounds is a lot of weight to gain. I would know that I've gained that in my pregnancy. Okay. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to comment on a woman's appearance, but like, it's probably really hard for her to gain weight. Well, that we don't know. You know what I mean? Cause we don't yeah. know what her like daily, whatever is. <sighs> <laughs> this fucking story. <laughs> um, I I don't even know what you want the approval on, so I'm just gonna give my opinion on this. Yeah, just give your opinion. I agree with you that I think if there is a role for someone that is gay or transgender or you know on the bigger side, I don't even know the politically correct way of saying any of these things anymore. Yeah. If there's a role available and there is an actor or actress that is ideal for the role, you go to them first. At the end of the day, though, this is a job and the person most qualified for the job should get the part if there are things that can make them look like the person or whatever. Like she gained weight. She did. It's not easy to gain 30 pounds, but like that's and that's a lot of weight. So like it's not like she didn't do what she could. Yeah. You also, you said, we have to, what? No, you said that way more. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank um, you for, like, what else is new? <laughs> yeah, thank you for walking into my brain and taking my thoughts yeah. out and putting them together in a nice concentric line. Yeah, no, but I just, I think like at a certain point, we also have to stop. Like it's not healthy to gain 30 pounds in a short amount of time for something like that. So 
we also kind of have to stop glorifying like when because if here's the other thing um look how much weight matthew mcconaughey has gained and lost for roles yeah or Christian Bale, Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah. And like men, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio has done it. Like men are glorified for this and women get backlash because they tried and they still needed some extra. Like, I just think like, it's so, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I mean, that's ultimately what my whole point was, is it? Yeah. It's like, she's playing a character. She doesn't look like them. It's like when people, I mean, it, it's exactly what you said. When, if, when Christian Bale like became Dick Cheney, it was like he looks unrecognizable as Dick Cheney. It's like right. It's no like said a fucking word about him. Right. If there's someone available in that specific group, great. If yeah. not, okay. Sarah Paulson as a care like as a specific real life person is unbelievable. <laughs> Linda Tripp, God rest her soul, would probably. You're fucked Die. <laughs> no, but like she played Marsha Cross too, didn't she? Marsha Clark. Clark. Yeah. Thank you. Marsha um, Cross is from Desperate Housewives. Yes. God. Thank you. Marsha <laughs> Clark. She played Marsha Clark in the OJ trial. Yeah. And she was phenomenal. Yes. She like, won an she, Emmy. Yes. Like everybody, this is such a stupid story. So I don't know if I give my approval or not, but that was my opinion. I agree. I like your opinion. And I think that's the better way to go. I just think that I think Linda Tripp would be, is probably beaming thrilled. from She's heaven. Thrilled. Looking down that Sarah Paulson, Emmy, multi Emmy winner is playing her yeah. in this show. Okay. Yes. All right. Next up, Ashley Simpson. Blast from the past. Shares nude photo of husband Evan Ross on his birthday. Ashley Simpson, this is according to your favorite website, page six. Oh, Ashley Simpson took to social media Thursday to wish husband Evan Ross a happy birthday, sharing a naked photo of the actor in his honor. Happy birthday to the love of my life. Your spirit is truly infectious. I'm so lucky to spend every day with you. Uh, the post included a black and white snap of them together and the second of the she ball because it's a movie or show, actor naked whilst taking a steamy shower. There is a towel like in front of his, um, you know. I just looked it up. Annie, do you approve of Ashley Simpson sharing a naked photo of her husband on social media? I mean, media? there's nothing. I'm looking at it right now. There's nothing offensive about this photo. It's not offensive, but would you do that? Would you want someone to do that to you? Well, no, but that's like their prerogative. I mean, that's their prerogative. If they, I'm assuming he was fine with it. I guess. It just seems like, why? I mean, people are weird, Bryce. People, like, I mean, it's like, this is a social media thing. Like, this is just like attention. Well, yeah, but like, if that's what they want, like, who cares? Yeah. Like, true. just let them live their lives. Fine. So you I approve. Think you're, I, I don't really care. Like, okay, I don't. What were you going to say, though? You think I'm what? I think you're just upset that no one's posting a negative <laughs> photo of you for your birthday. I just approved. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're going to, what's going to be funny is when you post this of yourself for your 34th birthday. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to be like, love you, babe. <laughs> Okay. All right. So that was like, I haven't really gotten any approvals yet. Okay. Um, one more bonus story. Farah Abraham, 
known oh, for. Oh God, I can wrong. already tell you, I don't approve of whatever the story is. <laughs> Farah Abraham calls Harvard educationally abusive and plans to sue again. Oh my. To- Again, according to page six, Farrah Abraham is ready to sue Harvard after she was blocked from an online course by allegedly ed, by an allegedly educationally abusive professor. The former teen mom claims that while taking an online course as part of a creative writing master's program, the professor she was she the professor kicked her out with no explanation. Abraham claims that uh, the professor encouraged her to turn in a quote class activity without proofing it and then use the assignment as an excuse to suggest she dropped the course altogether as explained to TMZ. So Annie, do you approve of her planning to sue Harvard? No, I, no. Like, Oh God. I just, I, she is the worst. <laughs> she should have almost, she was like almost in Nebraska. No. <laughs> Please she's stop from Iowa. Yeah, she's from Council Tucky. Um, I don't approve of anything she does. She also, she also claims, uh, she also claims that. Um, oh wait, I'm trying to see. I don't know who she claims, but it says Fair Abraham also claiming discrimination against younger women, teen moms, and said that she was quote the most person of color in the course. She's Syrian, Italian, and Danish. (laughs) I mean, what? She can't do that. Should we call the NAACP? I mean, she she just needs to like go away for a little while. Well, she's at Harvard. She's trying to get away, I guess. No, she like needs to disappear from the media. Maybe she'll write her own movies. Her own uh, adult films. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting at. She probably wrote that last one. <laughs> With her on the swing? Yeah. I I haven't seen them. Good Lord. Well, well, then how do you know? How did you know there was any sort of story or dialogue? <laughs> well, I don't. I was just assuming. I just it's know. Like, You've been bad. I feel like that was one of those. It was not. Oh, really gross. Good. Ew, gross. Yeah, that feels like something that took place in that short film porno you made me watch once that you were in. <laughs> it was actually in the apartment across the hall. <laughs> it took place. Okay, so if you guys are not already doing so, please follow us on Instagram at Nobody's Pod at Andy underscore Wilk and at Bryce Advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at Nobody's The Pod. Same for our personals, and you can always email us at NoExpertAllOpinion at Gmail Thanks, guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.